Hey, what's good, people? This is The Option Podcast. This is episode 148. This girl that looks like Zolani Hodel. We're going to find out. The episode starts right now. Hey, what's good, people? You have asked. You have asked and you have asked. But for me, asking you shall receive. Because for me, I've got to give the people, give the people what they want. What's up, Zolani? <laughs> Hello, how are you doing? <laughs> nice. You just came from training today, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, that's always cool. Tell everybody, how, uh, actually, let's go live. Let's have a little fun. Let's go live. <clears throat> Make sure, okay, we can hear it. Um, who's um? Tell tell everybody who's running it. Hello, this is Zolani Hodel. That's from right. Beach Volleyball. That's right. Now, who's running the training group? Oh, the training group. Okay, so Jose Loyola is now doing the USA national team development program. So we're doing trainings five days a week, which is so sick to be able to have like a consistent <laughs> schedule, especially in the summer. Yeah, I mm-hmm. I mean, look for me. You have to have a place where you have to show up. All right, I have to be here on time, I ha- and I get to leave this time. Yeah. Um, and you get that kind of volleyball structure in your life outside of college. That's a win, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because because <laughs> where we live, you could be the biggest procrastinator, <laughs> right? You could be yeah. the biggest procrastinator in the world, talking that Keith Sweat stuff, talking about I'm gonna. I'm going to this. No, I'm not. No, we're, no, we're not going to do anything. We're going to go play video games. So um, tell tell everybody like who's in the group um, and kind of what you're getting out of it. So it kind of fluctuates week to week, just kind of around who's available and who's like playing in like AVPs and if they're local or if they're out of state, you know. So these upcoming weeks, we're preparing for um, collegiate world championships Right. So the people who are those age groups, uh, are those like yeah, under nineteen, like, under twenty? How's that work? So it's I don't know what under it is, but I know that it's like just like the college version of like the U nineteens or like the U twenties, U twenty ones. So it's just like called College World Championships, and so it's in I think it's pronounced Maceo, Maceo, Brazil, um, and we leave September first. So just kind of training for that. You going to Brazil? Mm-hmm. You're being you're being trained by a bunch of Brazilians, <laughs> and you're yep. going and you're yep. going to Brazil. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I'm excited. Thing I've always liked about Jose is like, even if someone doesn't consider him like a like a coach, coach, and and I think he's a pretty good coach. He's a winner. Yeah, he knows. <laughs> You know, like he came into the whole coaching thing. Like, I don't know about all this and that, but I can I can tell you how to win. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know. Um, and I was really really impressed with the work he did with like Reed Pretty and Trevor. It was 2019. Okay. Reed, uh, they got their name etched on the boardwalk. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was look. Everyone loves Trevor and everyone respects Reed, but nobody who saw that coming. <laughs> uh, indoor yeah. indoor 39 year old, right? Come on, stop. Yeah. So I love him. I love Pompilio. Pompeo was actually yeah. Jose's coach. He he helped us, I think, a couple times. And actually, Jose is working with Fiapo. So mm-hmm. we've gotten training like from Fiapo, too, which has been so solid. Yeah. Fiapo is really good at um, 
keeping the flow going and at the same time di- mm-hmm. diagnosing things on the fly. Exactly, yes. You know, which is important for training groups, right? You, yes. you don't need to, the last thing you need to be, to be doing is just talking. And she's yeah. like, God, I've been, you're like, yep, <laughs> I've been coached by so many people, right? <laughs> yeah. You know the difference. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. But I love Pompilio. I like Arturo. Mm-hmm. If you ever met him, and I like um, Leandro. Okay. What I think right now is coaching Trevor and Try. Okay, nice. Um, actually, the two of them. I think there's a long hair one too, but but I like them because if you're in a practice and there's a focus for the practice, there the drills creation mm-hmm. and how it applies to your real time, yeah. your yeah. you know your real time um, mm-hmm. game gameplay, it translates really really well. Yeah, they're really yeah. good on like establishing like the objective for the drill and how it kind of applies to yeah. when at the end of the practice we do like gameplay or queens. Mm-hmm. anything like that yeah well I, I personally think um like i have three favorite coaches when it comes to that jeff alzina who's at santa clara right now right mm-hmm. he was um at ucla for with stein for a little bit mm-hmm. Stein's secret sauce for a little bit right yeah. um i like john mayer um mm-hmm. the way the man's mind works you know i like to think i'm a pretty smart dude i'm an average kid from brooklyn but <laughs> i was with him for a year and a half and i was in the head of a genius yeah. and um yeah i like russell brock yeah i like fuller i like I, mm-hmm. actually i like i like the collective more than i like fuller as a person that's your coach guys yeah, that's yeah. stanford's coach <laughs> I, I, you know what i'm saying like yeah. the assistants and him yeah. as a collective yeah. are it's pretty pretty good mm-hmm. you know Mm-hmm. Tell them yeah. where you tell everybody where you play. Stanford Beach Volleyball. That's right, <laughs> dude. I don't just have a baller on my podcast. I got a smart girl that my my wife calls the Harvard of the West Coast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, great school, great school. Who'd you play with? Uh, pair one. Um, I played with both Chris, Maddie Chris, and Kate Riley this year. It's kind of the two years that I played. It's kind of been like that. Like I, I'll play with someone like earlier in the year then like they'll switch it and then they'll keep it but i enjoy playing with both of them a lot you do mm-hmm. yeah i can certainly appreciate that in mm-hmm. 2001 you're in the ncaa's right yeah. are you in both years or just last both year? years both, both years. years yeah cool yeah, yeah. yeah i gave andrew fuller um a heart indirectly i gave him a hard time he got coach of the year <laughs> um but i only gave him a hard time because i'm biased i work <laughs> with john mayer i know what john mayer yeah. is capable of you know yeah. and and I remember that. I'm like, the dude won 31 games, you know? And and they beat LSU and UCLA <laughs> the same day. Remember the first two rounds? Okay, yeah. 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 That was, uh, and he did it with his brother. His little, <laughs> He did it with his mini-me. You ever seen Joseph? His, his, uh-uh. He looks just, really? dude. I swear to God, that kid walks That's around funny. tries to look like his brother. He has, there's no way that they look alike. That No, he, that, kid's, <laughs> that kid's freaking trying. That's funny. So what got you into volleyball? Oh, that's a good question. It was actually the last sport that I started. I started with soccer, then did some track because both my parents are track athletes. Um, from track, I think I went to basketball and then then came indoor and beach around the same time. Like summer, mm. I think of my either eighth grade year or seventh grade year. Yeah, and so... My um, middle school PE teacher happened to be like um, play beach volleyball and want to be starting a club. He's from New Zealand and he just wanted to start like a small club in Huntington. So um, 
me living in Huntington, <laughs> living super close to the beach, was like, this is a no-brainer. Let me go try some beach volleyball. No doubt. <laughs> I already was playing basketball, soccer, doing track. Why not start beach volleyball? So went out there and kind of just started, like, playing. <laughs> and from there, like, entered in tournaments and kind of just went from there. Did you do indoor before beach or did you do indoor and beach at the same time? It was about the same time that I started them. Like, I think pretty much both, like, 8th grade, 8th grade or 7th grade summer. Did they put you in the middle? Always. Tall black girl. Tall black girl. She put put her in the middle. Coach's stereotype. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Nice. For sure. What's what's one thing that you took from indoor that was um, easy to do on the beach? There, look, I I know which one's more tedious, like our offense, right? The footwork, understanding Mm -hmm. flat surface and shortening your approach and all that stuff. But give me something that transitioned, um, I wouldn't say seamlessly, but a little bit more easier than uh, than the other fundamentals. Maybe, because I didn't really have to do too much transitioning because I was learning both of them at the same time. Yeah, that's why it's a cool question. Yeah, but maybe like, being thrown in the middle, like having to like be left, be right, <laughs> having to get off, ready to hit on no every doubt. single play, like not getting the ball. <laughs> um, I think going from that and that type of movement kind of helped on the sand. Not that it's kind of, it's not very comparable to sand at all, but <laughs> just the movement everywhere. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, it was serve. Like you got that nasty indoor floater Ooh. that, the outdoor players are not allowed to pass with their hands. Or, well, mm-hmm. they, I mean, at their own peril, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, what a lot of people don't know, it's not illegal. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, you, you <laughs> just, it's just not a good idea, yeah. right? So, yeah. Yeah. But CBV, I think, wrote into their rules, like, something to their something. credit. Yeah. <laughs> now, when you yeah. have a league where, like, the players have to ref, yeah. to get, sometimes they get rid of the, the dumb arguments, mm-hmm. right? You got to, mm-hmm. you got to write, all right, this is a rule, don't yeah. do it. nothing to talk about right so yeah for me and block was easier for me because Mm -hmm. the beach and um this is segue to like the back and forth because you're a very good blocker it allows you outdoor allows you a little bit more freedom instead of committing to block blocking lanes and stuff like that talk to me a little bit about that it's so different like going from indoor literally just trying to seal seal with like your outside seal with your right side like (laughs) the amount of different hand positions you can have the footwork you can do like like the possibilities are pretty much endless of what you can do on the beach with blocking and it 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 gets pretty complex i think the freedom is what makes it intriguing like you ask an indoor player, I'm like, how the hell is this guy getting blocked one on one? I'm out, when I'm out here burning three, you know, two yeah. person blocks, or, yeah. I'm, or maybe I'm a real G. I'm burst, uh, um, you know, I'm burning those three person blocks uh-huh. on a domestic scene, <laughs> <laughs> international. Forget about it, right? Not, not for the men, but yeah, and I and I think it's because you are allowed to switch. You are allowed yeah. to to four block and three mm-hmm. block and jump in, mm-hmm. and you know, some some cases dip and pull. Are they teaching yeah. you dip and pull? I've never heard dip and pull, but yeah. like just like showing and then yeah. taking away what you were showing. Yeah, you a know uh, Sharif Qatar? I know the name, yes. Yeah. We had a little conversation about He was on the podcast. Got um, you. English is really good. He nice. loves him some He loves him some NBA too. He likes nice. Greek Freak nice. um, or Joker. 
But I saw him do something where he dips down, like he's mm-hmm. going to block. And then instead of just blocking, he oh, dips, he steps big. Now, you don't see a lot of athletes do it because it's about clientele. Mm-hmm. Like juniors, juniors, you really want to try it yeah. on everybody because they're so young and they don't know what they're yeah. capable of yet. I'm like, all of you try it, right? Yeah. But but I I don't want Phil to do that. <laughs> he, Phil's going to break something. If he did that, he, he looks <laughs> stiff as a board, you know? I know he could, look, Phil, I know you where you, I know you into yoga and all that stuff, but no, <laughs> don't do that. So now I was just curious yeah. if that was something that they were experimenting with younger people or whatever. And I know Pompeo yeah. does it some sometimes, and, I, and I've tried it with um, Natalie, mm-hmm. you know, Natalie yeah. from UCLA, Miskowski, yeah, yeah. Yeah, who like you played with and against. Uh-huh. Dude, that was yeah. one of those if I can't beat them, join them things, yeah. man, right? You guys played against each other, and, and I coached mm-hmm. against you. And I felt I felt like it was the semis or finals and quarters. And I, I, in my mind, I felt like I lost all of them. Maybe I won one. Maybe I won one. And it was definitely one time I coached you guys once. Uh-huh. Um, and Jeff Samuels. I remember Jeff, he did too yeah, yeah. from Endless Summer. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but Natalie I tried it with. And she, yeah. she's become a hybrid player, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Question, how much... As far as seeing the future is concerned, because you're living in the now, so this is a challenging question to you. Um, how much does making women's beach volleyball an NCAA sport affect the pro scene? Now, a lot of people have the same answer, but different paths on how to get there. So I hate okay. to ask the obvious, the, yeah. you know, the where it sounds like that. Yeah. But how much impact or in what ways has it... Yeah. Mm, Okay, I'm going to rephrase. Okay. It, it, no, it's not a matter of did it impact. This, the answer is yes. We're going to yeah. skip that. Yeah. And what and what ways, give me some ways that you okay. felt that, that it has impacted the professional scene. I mean, even like this past year from my freshman year to sophomore year, you can like see, you can see the difference in the level of play. Like I was, I was honestly pretty surprised at how good even like these like teams that I've never heard of, like it's, it was always a fight. It was never like, oh, we have this game. You always had to be ready to play because you you didn't know what was coming, <laughs> you know? And so just because of that, like, you'll have these people, these girls going through four years, four years of this, four years of this level, and then being able to go to the pro scene and being prepared for it, which I think is a super cool opportunity. That was supposed to be a lightning round question. I, was, I have a 60-second <laughs> countdown clock, and we're going to take like a minute a piece, a, a piece on that one. So so we'll just go. I guess we'll just improvise as we go. <laughs> okay. um, no, I like that. I like the way you said that. I, I think it impacts it in the way that if you're in college, let's say you already got a scholarship, let's say you don't. But one way or another, whether you're paying to be there or whether you're getting a free ride, one way or another, you're there. Yeah. And there's a lot of things that you don't have to pay for because you're there, right? You're, mm-hmm. You have a free gym. You don't have yes. to worry about a membership. <laughs> yes. um, as you know, indoor and beach volleyball is a 10 and, ten and a half month experience out of the 12 months. It's not just season and preseason, right? It, mm-hmm. it's, it is it's you, something you as a student athlete have to decide, do I want this to be most, if not all, of my complete college experience, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and I know, I know you well enough where I know you had a decision to make on that. You know, I know mm-hmm. there are other things that you, that. You're, you're you're an alpha there 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 are other, there's so many other things that you're good at that you you want to experience in college so you know yeah. uh, my wife knew right away year one to her credit yeah you know me yeah. personally I would want it to be like a 13 month experience out of my 12 months so <laughs> yeah, so um yeah. so I guess what I'm trying to say and 
this is why I do minutes because mm-hmm. I can talk all day. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, I um, yeah, free gym, mm-hmm. free coaching, 10, yes. 10 and a half months out of the year. Yes. People making sure you're structured. You can't, yeah. you can't, you can't hippie it out. No, exactly. Right? There's no get your exactly. ash together. Like ah, I'm gonna yeah. take the day off. No, I had some bad, <laughs> I had some bad chicken yeah. or something. Not so. Yeah. Um, I just think when you do that for four years, yeah, you're gonna come out. You're gonna come out saying I'm gonna take someone's head off, right? Mm-hmm. It's I, mm-hmm. I would say it's equivalent to a military boot camp. Um, I'm I'm, I'm yeah, military, no, right? No, yeah. yeah, like I'm a Gulf War vet, right? So when I joined, um, Iraq invaded Kuwait, right? Mm-hmm. And I was a little bit apprehensive, a little nervous, but you get in the boot camp and you have this eight weeks of training. By the time you get out, yeah, you feel like you could you're looking yeah. for Saddam with a spear. <laughs> You're not this this that's gone because your your mind yeah. is trained to to move forward and yeah, yeah. and um I'd like to finish by this because I don't want to be talking more than you this is this is a us thing yeah, yeah. and you get to ask me shit too right because <laughs> okay. you you know a little bit about me too but yeah. but um I would like to finish by saying this the message that you guys sent from 2019 mm-hmm. up to this point you told the present day girls outside of the top two maybe at that time. Your time's up. <laughs> you know, I don't mean to sound rude about it. No, but your time's up. You're t- you're, uh, if you if you don't do yeah. what we've been doing for yeah. four years in college, your time's up. Yeah. And you were how old in 2019? You were 17, 16. What year? We're in 2022 right now. Yeah, I'm 20 right now, so probably 17. You were 17 because <laughs> yeah. I remember yeah. you were in the quarters. I don't know. I I had um, I had Natalie and Eden. Mm-hmm. And I think you, no, I had, Natalie and Ava, Ava K. Yes. Yeah, I think yes. you had Eden uh, or not. No, or, or Ella Drew Paul's or someone. Someone. But it, uh, yeah, no, but <laughs> you guys, it was like the same five partners yeah, that yeah, you got yeah. used to playing. But that AVP in Hermosa Beach, Katie Hogan made the finals, right? Chrissy Jones and Muno made the semifinals from the qualifier as a 43 seed. Wow. Maple yeah. and Kraft at like 16 and 17 years yeah. old were in the quarterfinals. I know. Both Norris yeah. twins were, were uh, made the main draw, right? Yeah. So there was this conglomerate of college girls that came out that's that really honestly just sent and and are continuing to send yeah. that message. Yeah. If you don't mind your P's and Q's, your time's <laughs> up. Girls yeah. like you made Sarah Hughes say, dude, you know, because Sarah Hughes <laughs> kind of led that generation, right? I yeah. mean, when you think about it, right? Yeah. It became an NCAA sport, and she was the repeat champ with Kelly mm-hmm. Kelly Clay. So mm-hmm. they knew, but the girls ahead of them were like, <laughs> dude, I need to reexamine my game, you know? <laughs> yeah. uh, or, or yeah. you know, or, nah, there is no or. I need to, I need to reassess. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I've been doing this longer than this girl, and this girl just, yeah, you know? One thing I've noticed, too, is like, like, even with the setting, a lot of the younger girls, the younger players have, like, had to be, like, no, you're hand setting, this is what we're going to do now, you just got to rep it out. But some of the older players, all they've been doing is, like, bump setting, and that's what they started with, that's what they learned. So it's, like, hard for them now to try and switch to, like, hands, which is, like, another aspect of it, which I thought was super interesting. I think it's very interesting because, like you said, this that generation of girls, everyone's using their hands. When yeah. before it became an NCAA sport, you only saw a handful of girls. You saw Betsy Flint, who mm-hmm. um, was an absolute killer. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like killer instinct, like that Misty May type thing. Yeah, yeah. I get that from Nuss, and I get that from Betsy. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. that particular if you serve me I'm gonna F you up <laughs> yeah. and make you sorry that you've ever done yes. it um, and uh, like sponsors a, sponsors a great player but I don't get that from her Sarah Hughes is a good player I don't get that from her I get that from Misty May <laughs> Kristen Nuss and Betsy Flint <laughs> got you, yeah. kill us and maybe Jusena Hernandez when she you know gets to where she has to go she's got a little bit of that so you remember you know her right she's at LMU Jusena um, yeah Jusena I forgot her name. Uh, no, no, I remember her name, but I forget um, what club she played with. But she's with John Mayer, a pair two okay. at LMU. So that was um, one of our one, 60 um, second questions. So let's go to 60 seconds. Let's pause this. Let's do that. Does it pop up? Oh, there it is. Here's our one minute. Nice. Oh, sick. Yeah. Guys, she loves my podcast. I had no, dude, guys, I had nothing but compliments, and she wants to. She wants to have a podcast just like mine. She, yeah. she and I said she should have one, but for sure, man, don't do it my way. Dude, I made so many mistakes, Zolani. All right, so here's a, a lightning round question I asked with Jeff Samuels, but okay. it bears um repeating because it's a hot button topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been a buzz about refs being more relaxed with hands calls. Is this something that you you as players have experienced on the court? Or have heard similarly, and what are your thoughts on it? So, you already um, kind of went on it, and I'd like you for you to finish mm-hmm. your thought. Only do it in sixty seconds. Go. So my first thought when you asked me this question <laughs> was yeah. the time in the qualifier, in the NBA qualifier. I literally took this set, and it hit my chin. It hit my chin. I, I just continued the set, and it went. It wasn't called. So, no. so you might be right that they are getting a little more relaxed, but on like the FIVB stage and that kind of area of setting, I've all I've been hearing is like you got to take it super high. You got to take it quick. They're like pushing for like a quicker game. So it's it's it depends on where you're playing. If you're doing the international the FIVB, it's, it's probably getting tougher. And I'll see you when I I'm gonna try and play in some in October, but we'll see <laughs> we'll see how that goes. But like AVP, I'm it hit my chin. <laughs> it, hit, it hit my chin, and and it well, wasn't called. It wasn't a double before the chin yeah. was the double. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, cool. Ah, time's up. <laughs> Did that make you jump? <laughs> you got a car in this yeah. podcast? <laughs> All right, so my turn. Guys, I got bad news and good news. The bad news is I'm asked the same question, so you got to hear me answer it all over again. <laughs> but the good news is I have a completely different answer on this, okay? I think my thoughts on hands is that the referees have gotten together unofficially and have decided the following. If you decide to deep dish it, if you decide to do the Pizza Hut deep dish, if you decide to do the FBI catch and release, then they will judge you by spin. <laughs> if there is side spin on it, then they're going to call a double. If you do a faster release, they will forgive some spin as long as it's not egregious and as long as it's not side, like side spin that suggests it goes in one hand and out the other. If referees have in their rule book that a double hit is how it comes in, and not how it comes out, then they have to come with that same energy. So I don't think they're being more lenient with hands as much as I think they're just going they're just going with what the actual rules say. There's a culture out here in the South Bay, they think how it comes out because they're detecting it by spin. Yeah. And for all of these old school guys who spent a decade or almost a decade catching and throwing a ball just so it doesn't spin, I'm sorry for you. Sorry, tough shit. Too bad, okay? All right? Also, the fast and release has implemented the, uh, the option uh, for the jump set, right? I mean, 
mean, you're not going to see too many deep dishes jump set. It'll look mm. like the silliest thing you've ever seen in your life, right? <laughs> yeah. Most of the people that jump set, you look at Miles Partain, yeah. you look at Paul Lottman, you look at some other guy, other people on the international scene, the Swedes, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. The Swedish kids. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Cantor from Poland. Every chance you get. Yeah. A uh, yeah. born if I had to mention someone there on, on the deep international scene. Mm-hmm. Tri's got nasty hands. And it's because he knows when to, <laughs> to do this. Yeah. I think he does both. He's he's weird. He's like, all right, I'm FIVB. I got to do this. Yeah. <laughs> he's so, the dude is so good. Mm-hmm. The dude is so good. And, and you know what, Tribe, plug up to you. So is your podcast. It ain't mine, but you're pretty good. <laughs> not, <laughs> not bad, son. <laughs> And Trevor, I'm actually a fan of. So, yeah, yeah like I'm. A, I was telling everyone last week I'm a purist, so I'm not a fan mm-hmm. of a particular player. But my exceptions are uh-huh. Chrissy Jones, yep. who's not even playing right now, um, TKN, and for the men, Trevor, mm-hmm. um, Theo Brunner, yep. and um, Baranek, who is an absolute. I'm a little gay for that guy. He's not. <laughs> he's an absolute hunk. No, no, don't worry. I'm not gay. My husband is. All right, chill out. No. <laughs> His husband is. Where does he get it from? No. So this is more to your area. And this is also a question last week, but it bears repeating because it applies to you more than my my previous guests who were Jeff Samuels and Doc Vandermeer. Um, The NCAA has instituted 16 teams for women's beach volleyball. Yay. That's great news, right? Two claps for them. So now for the bad news. or. Or however you want to take that, right? <laughs> Might news. not be. Might not be, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, however, they have gone to single elimination. Yeah. So um, reading the, my script like a theater performer. So on both topics, <laughs> thumbs up or a thumbs down and why? I'd like to go first on this one. Please. So, <laughs> since I'm already rolling, right? So... I think with most people, I would say 90%, if I ever did a survey, I can guess 90% of the volleyball population would say thumbs up, 16 teams, long overdue, about freaking time, thank you, mm-hmm. and thumbs down to double elimination. Oh, you got to give someone another chance, where, 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 you know? Um, I think because the AVP has laid out a double elimination format on their pro tour, they showed that it can be done in the three-day period, which we both understand the NCAA is three days, right? Mm-hmm. So it's three days and it can be done and you can use five courts at the same time, right? Yeah. So that can be done. Then people might be missing out on, on the double format, like the three and two. Mm-hmm. And that's sometimes it's pretty cool because you get to watch as much as you team, can. Yeah. But yeah, but um, can it be done? Yes. Is it a good idea? I, I, I'd like to think yes as well. But at the same time, I, I think for a guy who's, you know, grew up at a time where only four teams qualified for the NCAA men's and that was single elimination. <laughs> I say yes to the sixteen teams, and mm-hmm. if you if you put a gun on my head, I'd go I'd go double elimination. But I don't really I'm I'm not willing to fight for that. Now the question is: Is Zolani Hodel? The floor is yours. <laughs> I actually agree with you. I think it's tough that the single limb to the double limb switch, and there are arguments for both sides. Like single limb, like yes, you should be ready for every match. You should be like playing to your best. But double a limb kind of allows for room for like, okay, there are teams of like really high level everywhere. Anyone could beat anyone on a given day. So having that next game to like show that you you deserve to be there is a nice opportunity, you know. And 
100%, I think there should be 16 teams. 100%, I think there should be more than 16 teams. <laughs> like, ba- women's basketball, how many teams do they have? Every other sport, even even men's sports, like, the amount of teams we have, the ratio is absurd from 16 to in into the hundreds, <laughs> into the hundreds, especially even, like, indoor volleyball. So I don't yeah. know why, I don't know why it can't be more, but... Yeah, I mean, well, let's spill over this conversation a little bit. First mm-hmm. of all, I'm really, really happy that they, they at least had eight. Um, mm-hmm. What I'd like to see to see them improved, since they were actually, actually have five major conference champions, champions I mm-hmm. think those five should be automatic bids. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't know how they did it before, but and I still don't know how they did it before the 16 teams, but um, I think like the WCC, which has St. Mary's, LMU, Pepperdine, mm-hmm. that should be a bid. Um, your conference, right, with UCLA and USC, has been kind of a two-horse race, but but our Arizona's done some good things. They had a really good year a couple of years ago. You guys had a really good year in 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that should be it. Um, and also Big West, Cal Poly, mm-hmm. Long Beach State, and mm-hmm. um, Hawaii. Yeah. You know, um, Ali's no longer at Davis, so I'm curious how that's going to be. But those are three conferences, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have the – Wherever Texas is, LSU and them, they should have one. Florida State, South Carolina, mm-hmm. you know, um, um, George Mason, not George Mason, um, Coastal Carolina, okay. um, FIT, Stetson, mm-hmm. you know. So those are enough to have a power of five, the automatic bids, and have yeah. three at-large bids. Yeah. That's how they should have done eight. So, so with a 16, I'm hoping, I'm optimistic, if not hopeful, that mm-hmm. we see some bids. Yes. Educating everybody at home. Talking too much, but it has to be done. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the men, it used to be just four four spots, right? It used to be um, MPSF, Mountain Pacific, right? Uh, Midwest, MIVA, and EIVA. Mm-hmm. And the fourth was an at-large bid, which usually went to a West Coast team. And then when they went to seven, there were f- five bids for the conference and then two at-large. So, And honestly, I think the two at-large bids should automatically go to the Big West, which has been a separation from the MPSF, but which is has legs of its own that's gotcha. long beach state that's irvine that's hawaii that's the mm-hmm. the gauchos right santa barbara that's 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 a that's the strongest conference right right now mpsf ain't, ain't even second they're, they're <laughs> third i think the miva i think ohio state and ball state i think they were stronger than them lewis division two lewis stronger than them so so um a little break between the lightning rounds was there a particular tournament? And I ask this in a lot of my podcasts, but mm-hmm. it would be podcast malpractice not to ask you this. <laughs> was there a particular tournament or a match where you left and you told yourself, I think I could do this in college. I think I could do this for real. I think I could do this when I grow up. This is what I want to be when I grow up. Like a college match where, or before college? Maybe, maybe college. Was there a defining moment of match that you played that you left and maybe it had something to do with everybody look at you like, I don't know, this girl's good, you know. But you left and you felt to yourself, I think I could do this. Mm. This is what I want to be yeah. when I grow up. I think... Take me take me to it. Honestly, I've always wanted to do... Like, since I was, like, young, I always wanted to do professional sports. So, me, like, choosing beach volleyball, I, I know I, I wanted to, like, do that as <laughs> after college, you know. But I think one game that kind of really kind of made that a prominent idea in my head was our game against UCLA my freshman year. And so I was playing with Kate and then Sonny and Charlie Ekstrom were playing ones. 
I was playing twos with Kate. Mm-hmm. And then it was like a double header for some reason. And so I played with Kate the first game. We went to three and then lost against the twos. And then um, our coaches decided to like switch the partnerships. So I would play with Sunny at ones. And then Charlie was going to play with Kate at twos. And so this is my first time playing ones, like as a freshman, like super excited. And I like just went out and like was just like playing, like no thinking, just playing. And that's when I play, I play my best. So I had a, I had a pretty good game. And after that, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so much fun. <laughs> I, I want to keep doing this. Yeah. Cool. That yeah. was, um, was that at UCLA? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And that was a sand match. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. You're not playing indoor at Stanford. No, 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 just beach. Oh, you made a decision. Mm-hmm. Yes. When did you make a decision? I mean, I was kind of being lightly recruited for indoor, but I had asked, I had asked Andrew and um, like if I should maybe play indoor, like just for like scholarship purposes too. And he was like, no, no, we want you for beach. So I was like, okay, I'll just play beach. <laughs> I think timing's everything. Like, mm-hmm. if you asked Andrew that four years ago, he would he would probably say something different. But mm-hmm. now that Beach has legs of its own, yeah. And you're again, you're part of that generation of girls where people were balancing their time. I think when you were like mm-hmm. fourteen or fifteen, you 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 were playing with a lot of girls who were who were doing both, like Ava, right? Ava was playing at Redondo at the time and mm-hmm. indoor. Mm-hmm. Actually, only was her senior year, so that's. The, I'll pick another example, but <laughs> but the point I was trying to make was slowly there was a three year period mm-hmm. when you were playing where everybody's like, "Nah, I want to do this, do mm-hmm. this on its own." So mm-hmm. you chose right. You have a longer lifespan, and your your, your body will thank you for it. Yeah, <laughs> the knees. <laughs> yeah. Here's what I said to um Baranek. Mm-hmm. Eric Baranek played in the Pottstown Rumble. Do okay. you know what that is? No, what is that? It's a grass tournament in okay. the last week of June. It's okay. the biggest to- grass tournament, even bigger than Wapaka. Gotcha. But it is the most grueling, un- like as far as your body. Yeah. It is big court. Mm-hmm. It's side out to 15. Jeez, and it's yeah. in Pennsylvania, the last week of June, which is the most humid month. Oh, man. Other whatever. And yeah. the, the, the only redeeming thing is you can play barefoot. or The grass is good enough where you can play barefoot or sneakers. Mm-hmm. And... I guess the only thing I'm trying to say is like if you were playing a grass a beach tournament. Yeah. Right? And you got done and your friends call you up, Zalani, yeah. hey, let's go out, let's get you know, let's, let's go dance, let's get some yeah. food. You're like, Yeah, I'm just gonna get in the shower. I'm on my way, right? But if you yeah. played a grass tournament <laughs> or if you played an indoor yeah. tournament, yeah. Zalani, what are yeah. you doing tonight? You just like <laughs> going to bed <laughs> you're like why are you laughing at me Zalani I'm laughing because you know I play indoor yeah, that's, <laughs> that's exactly that laugh yeah. so what are you doing <laughs> funny and I'm staying home so so yeah, yeah your body um, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll thank you for that yes um so you weren't around for the freeze right no good no. we're gonna skip yeah. that yeah <laughs> Oh, I added this in. I have a new question mm-hmm. by one of our fans. Um, so far in all of the Pro Tours, Pro Tour series this year, mm-hmm. and I'm only highlighting the women, but I can highlight the men too. But let's talk about the the ladies. Mm-hmm. Ladies first, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there have been a different title holder for each event. Yeah, yeah. Pretty cool, right? No, it's so cool. Yeah. So the question is, and this is a dumb question. Which is better for the sport? 
All right, I'll just ask. Which is better for the sport, dominant champions or um, healthy competition? I want to say healthy competition because no. it just makes everyone better. Okay, sorry. It just it I I want to say um healthy competition because it just pushes everyone to be their best. I feel like if you have that dominant champion every time like yes, yes they're good, yes they're dominant, but they're not getting better because they don't have that competition to like compete against and develop their game. Mm-hmm. Wow, she did that with like 30 seconds. <laughs> She's like, I'd like to allot my time to, <laughs> to, to, to Coach Jason. <laughs> I'll do the rest of my time for okay. him. So I'll pause. All right. Rewind. Blah, 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 blah. Um, all right, I'll go on this one. Um, I'm, allow me to just feel this out because I didn't actually, it's a new question. And I didn't mm-hmm. have a chance to, um, I, might, I promise I'll try to give you a straight answer at the end of this minute. I like dominant champs because when you go on winning streaks, it generates a bigger audience because the closer competition gets to beating them, the more people are interested in seeing who's going to knock that person off. Mm -hmm. Almost in every sport, the Bulls are three-peat champs, and all of a sudden, the hunter becomes the hunted, right? Mm -hmm. And UFC, you know, Kamaru Usman, one of my favorite fighters, he actually got KO'd last weekend, but uh, maybe Khabib Namagnemedov, 29-0, and right? Retired undefeated, so... But if you're an, if you're a volleyball fanatic like me, and you're and you, and you see this pool of women just beating the hell out of each other, hell yeah, yeah. hell yeah, <laughs> dude, yeah. nah, let this a healthy competition. And you know what? I hope. I think I answered our question for us. I hope at mm-hmm. the end of the day, for the last three series, oh, we have three more new champions. How about that? And so, mm-hmm. but just counting, we got nothing close, right? Uh, uh, sorry, Cloth and Nuss. We got Betsy and Chang, um, Kelly Chang. They won um, New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Um, Tina Gradina. Yeah. Haley Harward, yeah, right? Yeah. Big up to Tina. That's our mm-hmm. homie. Sco- Allow me to introduce myself. <laughs> My name is Skulls. Yeah. Play with Yurango. Yurango's mm-hmm. first one, right? C- congratulations mm-hmm. to her. And, this, mm-hmm. and just this weekend... <laughs> You want to talk about this weekend? You want yeah. to talk about that blur yeah. of points that happened at the end? It was, all I know is someone told me Kelly Kalinske scored five points in a row, but I just remember the yeah. last three. Yeah. It's, it's, it's <laughs> they made a comeback. <laughs> 12-13 or something like that. She got an ace. Yeah. Then a block. And then Betsy hit the ball out. And it happened, I felt like it happened in like, 50 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure I speak for all four competitors, the winners and the losers, when I say they're probably asking, <laughs> what, what just happened? happened? Yeah. Did you see Did you see a little yeah. bit of it? Or yeah, did you yeah. Get to see I was it? watching the whole um, last day with my mom <laughs> on our, yeah. in our living room. <laughs> That's yeah. where you watch the finals, right? Yeah. Smart yeah. girl. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> see what smart girls do, people? <laughs> they, don't, they don't try to crowd a stadium or... Yeah. Beg, beg for a courtside seat. <laughs> yeah. Wait, there's a three camera set at home. <laughs> Comfy couch. I don't have the sun baking on me right now. No, yeah. I, I mean yeah. you already got a tan, right? <laughs> yeah. you, you look good. So, <laughs> Thank you. so um, no, I really enjoyed that match. Yeah, no, sick. yeah, and I'm happy for Sarah who, mm-hmm. who's had some um, ups and downs when. She's been the leader of your generation mm-hmm. where everyone's like, oh, she's the next Misty May, yeah. right? And she has she's all insane. these <laughs> expectations she didn't ask for, right? She mm-hmm. didn't ask for any of that. She just mm-hmm. asked to play and compete. And mm-hmm. and she now, now her name's on that boardwalk. Yeah, so sick. Yeah. Do you so ever sick. think about that for you? 
I mean, it'd be it'd be pretty amazing, <laughs> pretty yeah. amazing, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll only say this: um, if your dreams don't scare you, they're not big enough. Mm-hmm. Right. That's mm-hmm. the only. I mean, I'm not your daddy or nothing, but I could give you that advice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Little girl, you could be anything you want to be. <laughs> Actually, at this point, you're like, I, I know that coach. <laughs> I know that. I get that coach. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So let's see what else we got. Oh, you've actually, this is a good question for you because you've gotten mm-hmm. around this year and last year. Uh, the AVP has done an absolutely fantastic job uh, coming back to venues that miss the AVP dearly, right? Michigan, Denver, Denver. I was at Denver. Denver, yeah. Uh, Michigan, you know, my boy Jeff Samuels lives there, so mm-hmm. that was a nice homecoming. Florida, mm-hmm. I thought was long overdue. There's a, there's a yeah. great volleyball population with Dave Palm and, you know, Dougie Fresh out there doing some, you know, Doug Namishento or Nascimento. <laughs> um, so with that being said, what's one venue the AVP has not gone to the last two seasons? Or three seasons. Pandemic was all Long Beach, right? Uh, um, in which they should keep in mind and perhaps come back to. Oh, that's a good question. Ooh, did I get some heat from the other two guys last time? <laughs> really? I said New York. They go, oh no, and I'm like, I'm, I said it's my turn. Zip that it. That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I had my own reasons because New York, you could bring in your own sand. Yeah. So you don't have to. You were Atlantic City one time, right? At least once. I was gonna go, and then. Stuff happened, so I didn't make it out there. God bless you. Good, because <laughs> that sand was... Really? First of all, the beaches are dumb. <laughs> I'm going to say it. Where's the camera? The beach, your beach, the beaches are dumb. Clean the goddamn beach, dude. The beaches are dumb. Even Playa del Rey looks better than that. So, yeah, yeah but I like New York because you can bring your own sand. Mm-hmm. It's tough to bring personnel. It's tough to get hotels. I know everything's mm-hmm. expensive, but to me... If you're not going to go somewhere because it's too expensive, then you're showing me you're not ready to be a professional sports league. So I um, allow myself to freely pass judgment and hold their feet yeah. to the fire on who they want to be. Yeah. You know? Yeah. My criticism's fair. Yeah. Okay. No, and then it'll cost me a commentary job. We're like, we're not, <laughs> we're not hiring that dude. He's always talking bad. No, 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 no. What they've done this year, Zalani, yeah. and I got to let I got to give you a minute, but Good. what they've done this year, with the or coming back to some of these places that desperately miss them, yeah. If that if all of that means you know forget New York yeah. or f New York, f- yes. I'm as a New Yorker, this guy with a Yankee hat, <laughs> I say yeah, forget New York. If they did all that and forgot New York and allocated that direction, it's an absolute win. Mm-hmm. But I I would love for them to come back to New York. So what? Yeah. Actually, what venue would you think would be a good idea or? Or just a venue that it looked like a good idea to come back to? Um, hmm. I'm not super familiar with like all the other venues that there were like two seasons ago because I've just like <laughs> put my feet in the water. Yeah, tell me where you went. Um, this year I only went to um, Denver, which was a super sick setup. Really cool setup. Wasn't it? Yeah, I was like, you like drive up, you're like, where is this place? Like, <laughs> there's like a strip mall and like out in front, you drive in and then it's like, you drive into this parking lot and then it's just like courts and it, and it's super sick. It has this like cement kind of like build up. Um, and I was talking to the guy who actually like had made the courts. Tom Davenport. The courts. Oh, yeah. a Culpepper. 
Which one? I don't remember which yeah, one. Sorry, go ahead. But he was talking about how they were going to create, like, like, like a water scene and, like, more courts and just, like, expanding it. It sounded really cool. Yeah, yeah. that's definitely Tom Davenport. He has the yeah. idea. Culpepper. Wow. Culpepper is the guy who, um, the construction guy. Okay. He's he's a volleyball engineer. Gotcha. He's the one that sets up like the bleacher seats, the the mm-hmm. court. He is the way his mind works. He is the guy for volleyball, yeah. and everyone refers to him and his man, um, him and his his two sons. So he's the guy to, uh, that sees your vision and makes it happen. Like That's if you cool. have a vision, like I want yeah. it to look like this, he's like, all right, tell me this, yeah. this, and he's the one that makes it happen. That's so. Cool. Whatever money they're paying him, even even <laughs> yeah. if he's making a lot, it's not enough. He's yeah. the guy. Yeah. But you're you're talking about Tom Davenport, and he's um a Denver guy. Mm-hmm. But the setup was awesome, wasn't it? Yeah, I know. The camera didn't cool. show like the 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 shot, the like yeah. the AVP with like taping it. Mm-hmm. They're like, where are they playing in someone's garage or mom's <laughs> backyard? But no, no, it was a super cool yeah. setup. Like the different levels of courts too. That was that was yeah. super sick. Yeah, maybe some astroturf. Yeah. Like between the courts, get yeah. people comfortable just walking yeah. around, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. There may have been like on the courts like further in. There was like a little area I like took my nap between games at and I think it was turf. Nice. I want to say it was turf. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. I like that. So, um, yeah, that would be if I had a caveat on what they can improve on AstroTurf. Mm-hmm. But as far as what they can improve on, I don't. I think it might be unfair to them because we haven't witnessed, like, the complete act, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. What are you studying at Stanford? Um, I'm doing product design and then minoring in econ. Product design? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, what kind of product? <laughs> like, like, people or things? <laughs> things, product, like, it could be mechanical, it could be, like, digital, just, like, products. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And, and economics? Yep. Yeah, that's my wife's thing. Oh, really? Yeah, she. That's cool. Yeah, it's the other reason why she knew she wasn't gonna play volleyball year round. That that, I yeah. think I think Stanford probably has the same thing where you have to have a certain GPA to stay in that major, right? Because mm-hmm. everybody wants to be in that major, and in order to do it, you have to make the GPA. Like, I'm my BFA is in acting. I was in a BFA program at Marymount Manhattan gotcha. College. Yeah. Which at the time was ranked number two in the country, so mm-hmm. we had to have a three four. Oh, no way. Or higher to stay in that program. Yeah. I don't know if it's, there's like a GPA to stay in the program. I just know there's a GPA to stay at, to be like eligible to play. Yeah. But I'm not sure. Oh, that's like C plus for Christ. <laughs> I'm so not you have sure. C, C pluses and stay in sports. I don't know what we have then. I don't know if we have the, you have to have some GPA to stay in the major. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But mine you did. And you know what sucked about that? Like. You could take an economics class, right? You can write your mm-hmm. term paper. You could take a, the midterm and, and final. Mm-hmm. And if you get an A, you don't care what the professor thinks about you. He got to give you an A, right? Mm-hmm. Theater, your midterm and final is judged on your performance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's got to like you. He or she has got yes. to like you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Someone asked me, what's the difference between cum laude and magna, uh, magna cum laude? Yeah. And I said, a punk mother effer named Rich. <laughs> Professor Richard Niles. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. You look at now. You can I could show you my transcript. Mm-hmm. The guy gave me a C minus and a B minus. 
Because mm-hmm. in acting, you have to stay with a professor at a school year, fall and spring. You gotcha. can't switch, so gotcha. you're stuck with them. Yeah. As well as your voice and speech professor mm-hmm. and as well as your movement for actors professor. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, But the other classes, like theater, theater history, you can switch. Yeah. So if you're stuck with that guy, you can't change. Mm-hmm. So the rest of my transcript was like A's. Yeah. And that that messed me up from yeah. um, Magna. Magnet was in our in our thing was three seven. Gotcha. Suma was three nine. Mm-hmm. I was a three five seven. So, mm-hmm. but my, you'd be surprised if you if you're an yeah. A student like you are. Yeah. You'd be su- surprised what a B does to your your. No, no, I know. <laughs> talk <laughs> talk to talk to the population about that. <laughs> um, Preach, girl. Well, with CS classes, computer science classes at Stanford. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I'm just not a CS person, maybe, but I got. I got a B in um, the first CS, CS106A, and then CS106B, it was getting so bad, I just had to take it credit, no credit, because <laughs> I was just taking it for learning, for fun, but yeah, no, I, I know what it does. <laughs> I think I have like a 3.7 right now, but yeah, I, know, I definitely know what a B does, or even an A-, minus. why an do they a- have mi- minuses? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's really Honestly, annoying no. when you get that A, and they put a minus right next to it. Honestly, like I hated A minuses, but I thought about a professor that was leaning more towards a B plus instead of an A minus. Yeah. And if there was just a B and an A, (laughs) you really screwed. Just screwed like a whole whole grade point. So I'm like, uh, everything about that A minus thing. That's funny. Everything I was saying about that A minus thing. uh, Give it back to me. Yes. (laughs) I want that. (laughs) You're sitting there begging for an A minus. Oh my God, dude. Yeah. Cool, That's man. Funny. I had a really cool college joke that I want to do before the lightning runs, right? So, mm-hmm. girl walks in her, the professor's office, right? And she mm-hmm. says, um, she says, well, the finals are coming up. And the professor's like, yes, they are, mm-hmm. right? And she's like, I would do anything to get an A in this finals, right? Mm-hmm. And then she, like, gets closer to him, right? And she leans on the desk and she goes, anything. So, he looks at her, right? And then he looks the hallway, his door is open. Let's see if anyone's watching. And he goes, would you study? <laughs> That's funny. That's really funny. That's my favorite. It's one of That's my really favorite college funny. jokes. <laughs> you That's know, really would funny. you? We can work. We yeah. can work out something, girl. Yeah, yeah. It's called study. It's, yes, it's a little old do school. Yeah. It's a little old school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> something we used to do back in the day. <laughs> Hit the books, girl. Get That's the hell funny. out my office. So. Let's do one minute of first things that come to your mind, lightning rounds. And, okay. and let's turn off the live version. Because <laughs> nice. we, can, we can edit out answers you don't like. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Delete. That's all that yet. Nice. That's all, all, all you get like Street Fighter. It's <laughs> all you can. So <laughs> it's, it's a bug out, right? And it's hot <laughs> in this room, right? It's a little warm. Yeah, little it's warm. all good. Um. So here we go. Mm-hmm. Lightning rounds. And boom. The best conditioned partner you played with. Best conditioned. Ooh. First one that came to your mind. Go. Uh, um, She's like myself. That's hard. Um, come back to that one. Come right, back cool. to that one. <laughs> the player who on the AVP that brings the most drama, good or bad. I can't answer this one. No, you're a player. You shouldn't. I'll answer that one. Anyone anyone whose last name is Crab. 
Um, <laughs> freeze or no freeze? No freeze. No freeze. All right, cool. Do you like the pool or the beach? The beach. Cool. I guess me too. <laughs> the beach. Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter? Oh, Lord Ask of the Rings. Kyle Lord of Friend the Rings. This question. <laughs> uh, favorite Marvel movie? Oh, I'm not a big Marvel fan. I'm not a big Marvel fan. I'll go Infinity Wars, but go ahead. Okay. I don't know. I literally don't think I can name one. What's worse, <laughs> a vo volleyball breakup or a boyfriend? Boyfriend. You can easily get another another volleyball partner. Yeah. <laughs> so Lonnie's like, I'm a full-time blocker. I'm, gonna, I'm answering this question differently. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everybody <Yeah>. needs me. <laughs> I don't need that dude. <laughs> Bye. Bye. I'm a blocker. <laughs> oh, last good book you read. What was that? Last good book you read. Oh, I was like... I didn't finish it, but the four hour work week, um, it's a nice. really good book just like on how to automate your job and kind of free up your own time. Nice. What book mm -hmm. are you interested in reading? Someone recommended. Ooh. Mm. I was just listening to this podcast um, and it was a book on just like emotions and just like, like emotional well-being. So mm -hmm. that's kind of sounded interesting. I don't remember the title of it, but it sounded cool. Nice. Mm -hmm. I read um, Unbroken because I, I don't mm -hmm. like to read. So that was like the last <laughs> I admit it. <laughs> yeah. nah, but I do. I did buy some books. I bought um, Promised Land by Barack Obama. Nice. Um, Scars and Stripes by Tim, mm -hmm. Tim Kennedy is a Green Beret. Kind of is a Republican space ranger, but like a real go-getter. And I think mm -hmm. he has a story in it um, called Finding Hitler. We did a documentary. Mm -hmm. We went to Argentina, like to That's to find cool. out like where all of the Nazis and their families are treated to. Mm -hmm. And there's another book I wanted to read called um, "Conservative Early, Liberal Late" by Matthew McConaughey. That's interesting. That yeah. sounds interesting. I mean, the whole concept is yeah. interesting. Like conservative yeah. early, you learn these kind of values. You know, this kind of maybe you're like a deeply religious person and you're mm -hmm. brought up a certain way. But then liberal late, right? Then you realize that not everybody does it your way. Mm -hmm. And there has to be this empathy that goes both ways, mm -hmm. right? Like Dave Chappelle said, right? Empathy is not gay or transgender. It's bisexual. Mm -hmm. it's, it must work both ways. Yeah. So, And I always like that because I grew up and I grew up anti-gay. I grew up deeply religious, and mm -hmm. it was like this, this kind of abomination thing. And you, yeah. and then you don't know, and then you find out your best friend's gay, and then you, you know, wow, mm -hmm. my aunt was gay. I never knew that growing up. And now my kid's sister, two doors in Afghanistan, she's gay. Mm -hmm. So, it's, uh, um, I went about caring too much about it, to not caring if you're gay or straight to caring about it again it's just yeah. this weird thing yeah you know caring about what they need because exactly. i went to caring about yeah. it and then i was just like nah you do your thing yeah, i do, do mine i don't care about yeah, you like, like then that's like you should you. <laughs> and then yeah, yeah you know yeah. so and um so um do you grow up um going to church a lot not really at all no yeah there's not a whole lot of like in my family like at least my immediate like parents like mom dad there wasn't like a whole lot of like spiritual um, guidance, at least for me. Um, but my dad is like Buddhist. My mom grew up going to Catholic school. So it just didn't really like <laughs> meld for them to like provide some sort of spiritual um, yeah. guidance for me or my brother. 
Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, what do you get when you mix a Buddhist and a Catholic? <laughs> a Zolani. Yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah. what the name means. So I bring you Zolani. That's funny, yeah. <laughs> no, I grew up um, Catholic, raised Lutheran, and then really from 13 on, like, deep, hardcore assemblies of God. Like, really? Speaking in tongues, doing wow. back backflips up and down the aisles. It was yeah. a, a um, well, I'll just say what it is. It's, it was a black church. Got you. In Coney Island Gospel Assembly yeah. in Brooklyn. Um, really good choir. That's mm-hmm. how I learned how to sing. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm a very good singer. Um, traveling choir, mm-hmm. you know, and it also really opened up my mind to the world. I used to do prison ministries at, at Rikers Island. Um, and Brooklyn House of Detention like twice a month, mm-hmm. five in the morning. Um, it was men only. Um, gotcha. We would go to prison and talk to, you know, inmates, mm-hmm. find out. That's cool. Want to talk about Jesus? Like, yeah. cool, let's talk about Jesus. Want to talk about yeah. sports? We could do that. Want to talk about why mm-hmm. being in here is not a good idea? Well, yeah. You know, we could yeah. cover that too. That's so, cool. So that kind of shaped who I am, you mm-hmm. know. Um, mm-hmm. And that the only reason why I brought it up, and the only reason why I feel like I'm talking about myself yeah. a lot, because I think a lot of this can can help people and get get who you are, because you're my guest on the podcast, mm-hmm. and just understand why you're so um, you're free spirited. You keep the mood light, which translates For to sure. sports really well. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Do your coach ever talk about um not being emotionally too high or low to? Maybe not to you, but or or just the concept of it. Um, we'll have like we'll meet with like sports psych sometimes like as a team, and like they'll talk about it and just like different ways of like thinking after an event happens in your sport. Like you miss you like shank a ball. What's your first thought after that ball? Like after you've shanked that ball, and right. like they kind of lead us through like, okay, maybe don't be super negative because that'll lead you down like a like a hole of <laughs> negativity and that's not helpful for your next play. No, because that can, those rough patches can be two points or they could be five, right? You know? <laughs> yeah. And as a exactly. general rule, if you watch FIVB, like three consecutive points is like an automatic timeout because mm-hmm. them European girls, I, don't, I mean, them girls mm-hmm. got whooped out of trouble. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm sure coaches out there with a big stick or something. <laughs> Right, because you've seen how those girls are coached. You know, yeah. they leave in practice crying, yeah. dude. So, um, well, I always say that no championship team is completely one or the other. You know, as far as positive reinforcement versus yeah. strict yeah. or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I'm gonna get. You, I'd like your thoughts. I'm gonna give you the floor in a minute. But mm-hmm. an example of positive reinforcement all the way is John Mayer, right? Got him to the NCAA semifinals. The most drama-free women's team, if there is such a thing, if it exists, mm-hmm. it was that year. I've never... Because women more so than men, there's always some kind of nonsense, right? <laughs> no, but with John, the whole thought of disappointing that man will make you cry. So, mm-hmm. um, But then an example of being strict and, and shaping great personalities is the United States Army. You know, great. Some great, great people came out got mm-hmm. out of that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, me, right? <laughs> every actually male, every male member of my family, you really? know. So yeah, wow. just showing discipline, understanding that mm-hmm. you gotta have thick skin. Mm-hmm. You know that helps too. So, yeah. your thoughts on positive reinforcement? Um, yeah, I think positive reinforcement is is important to have, like in moderation. I don't know. I I don't think 
I don't know if negative reinforcement is a thing. I don't think that works very well, but I do, I can really appreciate like constructive criticism. You know, like you can't just be positive all the time and like, right. <laughs> like good job, even though you shanked a pass or even though your, your technique was not good on that pass, you know, but I think a good balance between positive reinforcement and constructive criticism is, do you is think, great. Do you think positive reinforcement as a term has shaped that dichotomy? Or like, that's positive, so by this rationale, the other must be negative? Mm-hmm. Do you, stew on that for a little bit, do you, th- um, do you think that that shaped this, this I would say, yeah. false dichotomy? I feel like constructive criticism, in my head at least, I don't see that as any anywhere negative you know that's kind of like the neutral ground for me you know like just like explaining how to do something better or more more right you know i don't think that's that can maybe the tone in which you say it (laughs) that might make it negative but i don't think that's an inherently negative like strategy of coaching i think because my generation can appreciate the satire in, uh, mm-hmm. what you affectionately refer to as constructive criticism and I think that's being polite thank you for that <laughs> um, there's there's still no word for it right generations <laughs> yeah. later we, we, we're sitting here right yeah. years apart decades apart and still don't know what the hell to call it right mm-hmm. um, there is an appreciation if you if you have a satirical mind right like like if someone's online and you're receiving serve and a girl's on the court standing behind you right I might be like are you going to buy Zelani a drink why are you that? Are, are you gonna buy her a drink? Please, yeah. please move back, right? Yeah. Now that can hurt your feelings, make <laughs> someone feel bad about themselves, or it yeah. could be like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you got it. He's mm-hmm. right. So, so there is a, um, there is a humor yeah. in hardcore criticism, mm-hmm. or, or some people would call Chekhovian suffering, right? <laughs> like as a theater guy, like yeah. Anton Chekhov wrote a play called The Seagull. And it was supposed mm-hmm. to be, a, it was called a comedy in five acts. And I'm like, that, that shit's not funny. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? I read like three different translations of that. Yeah. And, that and that's not that's funny. Not funny. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. You ever done theater? Uh-uh. Because you yeah. got a theater performance face. Like, <laughs> your face. <laughs> there funny. are some faces where like, they're geared for film actors, right? Yeah. So if I do something like this, right? The <laughs> yeah. camera picks it up. Yeah. That's important because the only it only matters what the camera picks up. Yeah. You're, you're performing in front of somebody else. Like, if you think something's funny or something mm-hmm. scares you, let me tell you something. The people in the cheat seats are going to know that. Yeah. They're going to see it yeah. on your face. So. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So, that's funny. Um, how important is teaching body language when things mm-hmm. go wrong? You have, again, I, I'm speaking in general because if I had to speak mm-hmm. about you, you have the same body language if you're up by, by five. I don't, it doesn't, uh, uh, people yeah. told you that, right? <laughs> yeah. If you're, you could be down 14, seven technical timeout. Yeah. You could be up by five. I have to ask what the score is because yeah. I don't know if you're winning. Yeah. I just don't. No, that's so, interesting. <laughs> so, um, do you have a sports psychologist or, or head coach or a coaching staff that has an emphasis on body language? Really briefly, we met with sports psych and they talked about it a little bit, not a whole lot, but enough to the point where like in games, I like tried to like think about it and see like, am I maybe like hunched over? But like you said, I feel like I, I'm, I'm pretty neutral regardless of score. And like Kate Riley and I, um, we played last year and the year before, um, 
we are notorious for just like being pretty even, pretty calm. <laughs> and um, no one really knows what the score is because <laughs> we're pretty consistent with like emotional levels, which I don't know, it can be a bad thing when we need to be excited because we are so calm, but it's a good thing to not be able to like drop below that average level. <laughs> so do you ever have like a match? You don't know the match is over until <laughs> until the rep blows the whistle. And no, there are like... times where I was like, oh, it's over. <laughs> mm. Like I, I struggle with score. <laughs> you do? You know, I really struggle because <laughs> I'm just so focused on playing the game. That can't be you. Hold up. Let me go back. I got to go back to this. All right, let's let's go on that split screen. Oh, we are we're there. Nice. So, let's um get rid of this. Let's do that. This is My name awesome. is Lonnie Hodel. Um, I'm a sophomore and I'm majoring in product design and minoring in econ. Beach volleyball has actually it enabled me to be at Stanford, be a student athlete at Stanford, and I had played like basketball, soccer, track and field, like indoor volleyball, and beach is the one thing that actually got me to Stanford. My favorite thing is just how dynamic the game truly is and like how many touches you get every time the ball comes over the net. Even if you like shank a pass or you make a mistake, like the next time you have like to make that chance up is just like another opportunity to be better and to like be mentally tough. I think a big piece of advice is just keeping that work effort high and knowing that you can do it if you put your mind to it. Being one of the few colored people in the sport, I want to leave a legacy like through that and like just inspiring younger players who are black, who are different races, to like actually like know that they have a spot in beach volleyball. Do you know how cringeworthy it is when a white person <laughs> says colored people? <laughs> I'm that, look, that is something yeah. a black woman can say. Yeah. People of color. Yeah. <laughs> a white person says it. It's like colored people. Yeah. Like I give an example. Like I like um, Trident, like gum. Mm -hmm. And the, the Trident I like, I can find at a bodega in New York. Mm -hmm. She likes the dentine ice or whatever. So I call one mm -hmm. of them white people gum. And I'll go to the other. She calls the other like colored people gum. Colored and I'm like... <laughs> West Virginians, man. <laughs> That's funny. That's really funny. So you brought up something in your thing about just more touches. Was that mm -hmm. the more enticing thing for the beach? Oh, yeah. I mean, and you're on a beach. Mm -hmm. like Less whistles, less echoing whistles and screaming. <laughs> like you don't have a headache just laying down. <laughs> dude, I know your mama thanks you for that, dude. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, mama's be in the gym like <laughs> I'd rather be on a, on, on a rack, yes. on one of those racks than, than in this gym <laughs> yeah. right now. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So you're also probably a person I got. If you hit middle, you you probably had the libero playing three rotations too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, beaches for you. <laughs> beaches for you. Yeah. I have honestly, I'm coaching 13s right now, and yeah. I have my middles play as much back row as they can because at 13. Yeah. They could be an oppo, right? They could be an yeah. outside hitter. So mm -hmm. I want them to get as many touches as they can. And some liberos, I have them just change the jersey. And they'll play like back row. But then when they rotate to position yeah. four, I'll leave just them in. I'll put the outside. I made the outside hitter block middle. Yeah. And then um, keep her in to hit outside a couple of balls. Just, That's yeah, sick. just, yeah. I got a good club. LA volleyball, volleyball club is pretty mm -hmm. good. But you, you just said something very, very important about touches. Mm-hmm. And this is oh, what this is what we're saying to little girls out there, Zalani. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, no bench on the beach, right? Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, not to mention referee whistle PTSD, dude. 
Yeah, yeah. You can't even tell if it's on your cord or not. No. It's actually, it, yeah. You know, I woke up in the middle of the night and smacked my wife because I thought I heard a whistle. No way. And just, boom. I didn't smack oh her like in the gosh. face or whatever, but yeah. I, I like woke up and I, and I, yeah. I, and I hit her and she goes, <laughs> there's no sorry there's no way to actually say sorry sorry don't mean ash right do you value your sleep oh yes how much on a scale of one to ten how much i value it like at a ten ten yeah it's a ten right why would anyone say less yeah you're like dude i'd be sleeping right now if i wasn't on this podcast (laughs) with you (laughs) so let's have a little bit of fun because i I know at some Mm -hmm. point we got to get out of here and have you seen any of my episodes i we, I could go all, I mean, I just love the sport. I can yeah, go all day. Yeah. Um, as far as three defenders, three of your favorite defenders on the tour right now that you, mm-hmm. you at some point would like to play with, one you already have, I think. Mm-hmm. I think I know who one of them is. So if it's her, say her first. And if not, skip her. We're not disrespecting her either. But but um, who are three of your defenders on the tour at some point you that you want to play with? I mean... Sarah Hughes. Sarah, Sarah Hughes. Sponsel. And Sponsel. Zana Muno. Nice. Yeah, like, cool. Anyone <laughs> whose name shit. is Sarah. and All right. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, my three favorite defenders are um, Betsy mm-hmm. because she uses, she as far as energy efficiency is concerned, mm-hmm. she doesn't use a whole lot of moves to win a game. Mm-hmm. You These long rallies, she's the one swimming, dude. Yeah. That's deep water where she yeah. swims or whatever. So I like Betsy. Mm-hmm. I like Kristen Nuss. Yeah, no, I guess I'm, a, I'm just on that killer. Beast. I'm on that killer list. <laughs> she's a beast. Yeah. Right? I yeah. mean, oh, if she's yeah. so short and if, if this girl no, should have a new insane. partner, why why is Kristen not getting <laughs> yeah. served, right? Oh, oh, yeah. oh, you know, right? If Taryn Close should be playing with someone else, like the haters out there, then why is no one serving Kristen nuts? Right. I'll wait. No, I'll wait for insane. that answer. We'll both wait for that answer. Mm-hmm. So, so on the domestic scene, I go nuts. I go flint. And I really, really get a soft spot for, for Sarah Sponsel. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some days she, she, I mean, she doesn't have good games and it leaves me scratching my head because I saw the, I saw the other girl. But mm-hmm. um, she's not, a, you know, and it's because she plays so well, I think, machine. And she's not a machine. She's a person, <laughs> right? She's not a machine. Machine. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Because yeah, no. you expect someone to do something more often than not Got once you. you've yeah. seen their best. Yeah. and. You and sometimes, yeah, and I leave, yeah. I irresponsibly leave my coach and commentator hat and become this fan yeah. that yeah. takes this emotional high and low, and uh-huh. and it's unfair to her, right? That's not fair. She mm-hmm. she's excuse the shit out of her. She only took second, right? <laughs> or you know, or, or I mean, yeah. or only took first once. I mean, yeah. Taylor and Taylor are going through that right now, right? Like, mm-hmm. I'm like the guys made their first year as a team made the finals twice. Yeah. Yeah, Why are you talking insane. about who they should play with next? <laughs> How about have them play with each other? Right, right, right. Just keep building the team. Who are three three male defenders you like to watch? Ooh. She's like Jay. I don't. Watch I like them don't. Dudes. I don't know. I don't watch them I don't dudes, know Jay. Why did the guy ask you the tough question? The um, see, I'm asking you these questions. The guys are gonna be like, "Can I, s- <laughs> Zolani? Right? That's your name. Can I speak to you for a second? I want you to meet someone." <laughs> I just did that. Too. I don't know so if I sorry. can answer this. I, I, it wouldn't be an educated <laughs> answer. Mm. Yeah, do, I don't know. Well, I could do the guys, but I want to stay with you for a minute. Um, how about uh, females on the international scene that Ooh. you maybe watched? Ooh. I, I love 
And all of it, all it's basically all the teams from Brazil. I think yeah. the defenders are yeah. dynamic. No, Brazil's insane. Um, um the German, German Laura's woman. Big. Yes, yes, she's insane. She's an insane watch, coach. Watch that's the... why her coach is <laughs> really? a psycho. Yeah, his name is Flugen <laughs> Wagner. Got you. Um, and he has one gold medal per gender. They won in Rio, right, 2016, mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. uh, Reckerman and Brink, the German men's team, won in London. So. Damn, yeah. Men's got one gold medal per gender. They, well, they don't give coaches gold medals. And that's that's sad, <laughs> but he, you know yeah. he was coaching them. So, yeah. Lord Ludwig, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah, I like her. Yeah, no, she's super dynamic. Um, I'm a longtime fan of Larissa, mm-hmm. and I'm glad she's to see, we get to see her more in the domestic scene, mm-hmm. right? You yeah. Ever, did you get a chance to talk to her? No, no. Yeah. Well, I'll give you a hint. If she doesn't talk to you, it's because she doesn't want to. She speaks the Queen's English. <laughs> All right, she walking around with a translator and shit like that. No, 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 no. I mean, where are you, Larissa? Stop. She speaks so the Queen's funny. English. Don't be. Yeah. And she don't even need a translator. You could replace with an app for four ninety nine. Come on, stop. So, no. But when I think of male defenders, mm-hmm. uh, domestically, I like Came Shot, okay, Theo's yeah. partner. I like Taylor Crab, who mm-hmm. are many affectionately referred to as the best defender on the American scene. And some in their biased mind will have the gall to say the world scene. That's that's just. Uh, uh, no, I can't do that. I love, I love me some Taylor, and he's so good for the sport. But I, you can't, I can't put him ahead of Ahmed. Gotcha. Cherie's partner Ahmed mm-hmm. is sick. You can't put him ahead of Christian Sorum, and Zora's mall's partner. Mm-hmm. But um, I like the girls from the Czech Republic too. Um, names, I don't remember, and nor do I remember the two girls from the Netherlands. There's this little, gotcha. this chunky girl is really good. Speaking of chunky girls, Rebecca from Brazil, right? That's a, that's mm-hmm. another girl that doesn't use a whole lot of moves. Yeah, you know? she has a lot of power though. Yeah, a lot of power. But she doesn't. There are a lot of girls who are athletic enough when on like on their, on pursuing shots. Mm-hmm. You see them use two moves or a move and a half or whatever, and yeah. it's good enough to get away from to get away with certain competition. Mm-hmm. Um, but and as you know, in college, there's this heightened yeah. em- emphasis on making one move, right? Yeah. You know, like if you're, an- if you're midlining, duh, it's probably because it's a balloon, right? And, yeah. and no one's going to midline something in one move that requires two moves, right? Yeah. But angle on your platform, one move. So I'm talking all this stuff about volleyball because it leads to my next question. Mm-hmm. And I swear to God, I'm going to let you get out of here. <laughs> it is hot in this room, I know. A little warm. Yeah. <laughs> And I was, yeah, I saw you take that off, and I'm like, you might want to leave that off. And you're just like, I'm like, I don't mean nothing by that. I don't, I don't mean nothing by that. I'm just, it's, it's hot. It's hot in here. So, um, <clears throat> what's one thing, let's just say from 2019, right? Juniors, all right, you're in college now. Give me one fundamental, or maybe a subset of that fundamental that you showed significant improvement in. Ooh. If I'm getting the timing right, definitely hand setting, like really just committing to like training the hands. I think it was, it was after school, like the summer right after my freshman year where I would go out by myself, like, and like toss, set the ball, toss, set the ball, and then bring my dad out, bring my mom out, have them like toss high spinning balls so I could just keep like repping out the hands and like actually get some get some practice with them outside of our co- college scene, college practice scene. Yeah. It's very good. I um I like you're very good at holding your platform at a very young age. 
like just that little exaggerated mm-hmm. hold at the end. Mm-hmm. And you've done a really, really good job of that. And when you were bump setting before using your hands, you yeah. you had a similar hold on your on your platform to set your partner, which made you a good setter until you figured out the whole hands thing. So that's one thing I don't think you showed improvement on. I thought that was something you always had, but I like hands. I like I like what yeah. you said about hands, you yeah. know. And I like that you keep blocking straight and simple. Mm-hmm. Some people get mesmerized by hitter body language and they feel like they gotta you know, reach mm-hmm. reach a hand this way and that, and you're yeah. you are ball hitter yeah. ball. No, it, it was ball a, hitter ball. Go ahead, yeah, sorry. It, I started with that, right? I mean, not really that from the beginning of my blocking, pretty much going straight up, not knowing what I was doing, right? When mm-hmm. I was younger, um, got into like simple grab ball, right? Then going away from that, trying to like learn like threes and fours and stuff, and like kind of jumping out of it sometimes now (laughs) finally coming back to now like refocusing back to the ball like just get your hands in front of the ball keep your body in front of the ball and you can make these moves outside of your body line and you don't have to be jumping all over the place yeah Yeah. no it makes complete sense Mm -hmm. give me one thing you're into in your sophomore year right yeah junior year time flies (laughs) and tina's gone right (laughs) Yes. Tina graduated. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I like Tina. Um, I mentioned on the podcast before, her godfather's my mentor. He taught me how to... He, cool. his, all this Lucis of Latvia um, taught me how to coach the, from the neck up. Because in, in the summer, I had some of them. And I had some of those girls that needed that. <laughs> um, love you, Duran. Um, <laughs> give me one thing as you go into your junior year, fundamentally. Mm-hmm. Or no, I'll give you some freedom. From the okay. neck up or physically, from the neck down, that you'd like to show a, a little bit improvement on. Not something mm. that you expect to happen overnight, but something you'd like to see gradually get better. Mm. I don't know if I'm going to get an opportunity to do this like a, in, in our college season, but right now, like training to go and play the cl- college world championships... I have to play defense now. Like, oh I've never played defense. <laughs> I'm trying to learn how to play defense. So it's it's been a fun time, a challenging time, <laughs> trying to figure out, okay, what do I do in this situation? Okay, they're hitting from the middle and they're a little off. Should I be in my position? Like, should I get there already or should I be holding? So just like kind of learning, even learning blocking from being a defender if that makes any sense just seeing it from a different seeing it from a different perspective um and just kind of learning more about the game in a holistic way i think you and evan Corey should have that conversation really yeah because when he was on a regional scene he Mm -hmm. was a full-time blocker and um let me tell you something no one markets that himself at 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 that age group no one markets himself better than him he's got blue nose athletics got a clothing clothing line i'm gonna go buy some board shirts off of that Mm -hmm. website i bought my kid a hat but every weekend, he's Facebook living. him in the semis or in the finals winning, losing. Yeah. Every single weekend, just traveling here and there. Um, so nobody markets himself mm-hmm. like him. And nobody pulls up his big boy pants better than him. Yeah. Like last year, Atlanta, he lost the plane to get into the draw. And instead of just drinking and hanging out, he gets mm-hmm. on a plane, he goes to Seaside. And the flights mm-hmm. got delayed, the connecting flights got delayed. He, he was at a, at, a, at a point where he literally took the court off the plane. Lost the first set, one seaside, Damn. which is an automatic that's bid for sick. Chicago. So that's that's, that's a guy, an example, a guy who, who, on one level, what we're not talking about, good at pick, p- picking up his big boy pants, but what we are talking about, a guy that 
probably in some ways wish he never became a defender because he was like he thought blocking was hard and he's in the same boat you are presently and yeah. like dude this is more work than i thought but yeah. you ever run into him just have yeah get with savvy mm-hmm. see he's with you know he's with savvy and just have, mm-hmm. see if you could have a conversation and you can you guys can just from one player or another because yeah. it seems more casual instead of like a coach <laughs> yeah. you know doing that so yeah. if that makes sense to you yeah no that sounds cool yeah man i like i like mm-hmm. miss him evan cory so before we go mm-hmm. um is there a particular like website or ig that people want to know more about salani hodel you got some fans out there following you. I want to be like her. Oh, my God. I, I, I'm a juniors player, too. I'm important. I eat German food. How can I How can I That's get funny. to know more about Zolani Hodel? If anything, probably Instagram at Zolani Hodel. X-O-L-A-N-I-H-O-D-E-L. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Cool. And that's all I got. And that's our ding for us to get the heck out of here, right? Perfect. Guys, Zolani might love you, but I don't love you. In fact, <laughs> I can't stand any of you. So for all of you at home, for all of you on your iPhone and on your, on your iPad, for all of you on your Droid, if that still exists, for all of you on your desktop, that's me, baby. Who runs <laughs> the world? Old school. For my homegirl, Zolani. That's her. I'm Jason DeBillis. This is episode 148 of the Option Podcast. I'm going to hit my music. Stay with me and we're out. Come check out the Option Podcast on OptionDB.com. It's also available on iTunes and Spotify and on YouTube under the NY Varsity Sports Angel. You're going to love what you hear. That's sick.